Hello, and welcome to another episode of You Can Manage That, a podcast for first-time managers that want to level up their leadership skills. I'm your host, Chris Asper, and if you are a first-time manager who has ever been on the brink of burnout, or perhaps have a team that is burned out, and you have no idea what to do, then you need to listen to today's episode. Joining me today is Dr. Kate Steiner. Dr. Kate is a burnout recovery expert, coach, speaker, and the founder of Lift Wellness Consulting. She supports professionals to overcome the burden of burnout through a guided reflection process. She holds a master's of counseling and a PhD in counselor education and supervision. And her practice is grounded in the research-based Steiner Self-Reflective Sustainability and Wellness Model, which is her model. And it's published in the Oracle Research Journal. She's been a researcher in wellness and burnout for over 15 years. And she's appeared on NBC, Fox, ABC, and the list. Dr. Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. Yeah. So we're here to talk about burnout. Can you share with the audience your own experience with burnout? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have multiple experiences with burnout. And so one of the things that I have learned through my own experience and certainly the research and working with others is that burnout is not something we can actually avoid in that aspect. And I found the same thing happened for me. So about nine years ago, I was uh, working in higher education, working in student affairs. I worked predominantly with fraternities and sororities on college campuses, and it's a pretty demanding job. Lots of evenings, lots of weekends as far as the work goes. I was also finishing up the coursework for my PhD program. And on top of those two things that already made life very busy and challenging and stressful, I was also in a really unhealthy relationship at the time. So all of these things together just created this continuous stress cycle for me and looking back i became you know what i refer to now as the worst version of myself i had lost this playfulness that i had about myself the kind of natural joy that i brought to you know my community and interacting with other people and i noticed that people didn't want to be around me and i was hmm. And looking back, I'm like, yeah, I probably didn't really want to be around me either because I instead became this person who was very angry or sad all the time, who was very quick to lose their temper in that regard. And I remember a conversation with my mom where she essentially said something to the effect of, you know, I don't recognize you anymore. Where Where's my daughter? And that was... A recognition point for me right and realizing that oh this this isn't normal this isn't where i should be in this aspect and that i needed help in that regard and funny enough i didn't call it burnout at the time even though it absolutely was even though i was already researching wellness and burnout quite thoroughly i didn't recognize it in myself but after seeking the help from a professional counselor really being able to name it at that point in time and look back at other places in my life where i had the same experience and recognizing that well maybe i couldn't avoid the burnout i absolutely could address it in a different way in a more resilient way hmm. so you're talking about in your story that you didn't uh, recognize yourself and, and you didn't call it burnout at the time what did you think it was you know, I, I really thought that it was just kind of overwhelm. I, you know, I spent probably day after day or any point in time in the day saying things like, 
well, when the semester ends, things will get better. Well, when the relationship gets to this point, things will be better. When I get to the weekend, things will get better. If I can just get to the end of the today, things will be better. And spending, you know, weeks to months to over a year, always waiting for it to get better, I think was probably the biggest piece that I help folks recognize now that that is a state of burnout. Hmm. So uh, to my listeners, if that's you, uh, you're going to want to listen to today. Just so that we're on the same page, Kate, what is burnout? So burnout is something that we experience because it kind of comes from our, our natural stress response, right? So we have a stressor that goes to our thoughts. So we, we think about it, we, you know, define it as a thought that creates emotion to that piece. And that emotion creates a physical reaction in our body. And we do this all day long as part of just being human as our natural process. And it also brings in that fight or flight piece in, in that regard. So what this stress response does is it creates what I call burn events. And so burn events are kind of daily happenings, activities, circumstances that cause us to feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained or fatigued. Hmm. Now, what I have found is that burnout is actually the result of us not spending time resting and recovering from these burn events. And what they do is compound upon each other, create that snowball effect and lead to burnout which I really define as three key things. And that is that you've lost the joy for whether it be work or an activity that you previously found a lot of joy or passion or connection to. Mm -hmm. You feel as though it's unmanageable. So waking up with that sense of, I don't even know where to start with work or this project because it just feels like too much. And then that worker activity also starts to feel as though it's a burden. So it's not only overwhelming and unmanageable, but it actually feels burdensome. So a, a lot to unpack there. So a characteristics of burnout is a lost uh, joy for work. It's unmanageable and it's, you feel like it's a burden. Hmm. And, and so you said something there as well was that burn events are natural, but when we don't recover, from that, that leads to the burnout. Absolutely. Yeah. So really in getting yourself into a natural cycle or creating the habit of recovery after you have burn events is what really helps us be more resilient to full on burnout. So let's talk to, again, this podcast is for, for first time managers. What specific mistakes then do you think that first time managers make that, that keep them in that burnout cycle? I'll speak to, to my experience when I really first took on my first role where I was supervising other people and I was in charge of like multiple programs and, and those kinds of things. And I know for me, I got into a state of burnout because I so wanted to perform well in all of the aspects, but I didn't really know how to prioritize things in regard to 
the needs of the people I was supervising versus what I was being asked to do by higher level folks and what the needs of the university where I worked at as far as the programming goes. So I think that that's part of that and not spending time in kind of that reflection place in getting those priorities set or creating space to discuss those priorities with whether it be a supervisor or someone on your team in that regard to kind of assess what those needs are and how to have a more, I think, harmonious approach to them. Hmm. And I heard a couple of things there. Number one was the need to perform well. And, and I think that comes with the things that we tell ourselves that, you know, I need to perform well, I can't make mistakes. Did that happen? Was, was that part of that? I think that was absolutely part of it. Um, certainly that, you know, I, I can't make mistakes piece and forgetting that it's, it's still a learning process, right? Hmm. In, in that regard, it's always, no matter where you're at in your career, you are in a developmental process when it comes to that. Hmm. And the third thing you said was you didn't know what I prioritize and, and because of that, you, you also didn't discuss the, your priorities with your manager. Mm -hmm. Do you think burnout is more common in first-time managers than in experienced managers? Or would you say it's the same or, or it's different? I would say maybe it's a little bit different in terms of how the experience comes about. But if I think for anyone who doesn't have a real solid sense or reflection process around what they need for recovery and implementing that on a, you know, a daily, weekly, kind of monthly consistent base, or they're not defining when their burn events are coming up and those kinds of things, burnout can impact just about anyone. Hmm. So going back to your story about, you know, you called it overwhelm or, or when the semester ends and, and now you understand that that is actually burnout or, or going to lead to burnout, how would my listeners know if they're experiencing burnout? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So I think we want to think about it in a couple of different ways. So one thing I think is important is turn to your physical body. So knowing and kind of reflecting on what is happening in your body. And first think about what happens in my body when I feel stressed. Mm -hmm. Do you get headaches? Do you have trouble sleeping? Do you, you know, do you start to kind of feel lightheadedness or those kinds of things? Do you have an increase in appetite? What are some of those things that happen in your body physically when you start to feel stress? And so thinking about what that looks like, those are some key indicators for what might be a burn event or burnout for you, but also what happens for you emotionally in a stressful time. So do, do you kind of tone down as far as emotions go? For me, it always came out as anger or sadness. There, there really didn't seem to be any in between. And I had trouble, you know, connecting with other emotions aside from those two. So thinking about it in that way and being able to recognize that for yourself, I think are some good starting points. So it takes some self-awareness in terms of what you're feeling and how that's impacting you. What about people who they're giving the advice, just tough it out, you know, suck it up. How are they supposed to be aware of their own feelings of, of burnout if, if they're just told that advice to, to just kind of ignore it and, and just get things done? 
You know, I always think about the piece in that regard too. One, I think that that's unhelpful advice as much as, you know, the other person yeah. might think that it is, it is helpful in giving that because the, the push through cycle is what leads to more burnout. And then when you are in that more burned out state, then you have to have more time for recovery in, in that aspect. So I generally work with folks to first identify what are some of the burn events that happen for them on, you know, on a daily basis mm -hmm. for those kinds of things and really thinking about the patterns behind those. Is it do you know, it doesn't involve a particular person, does it involve a particular time of the day? And then we start talking about what are small ways that we can incorporate recovery practices into their day. So that might look like adding a quick affirmation as part of their morning routine. It may look like being more mindful when they have their first sip of coffee in the morning and actually doing a quick breathing exercise with that. It could be that after they have a meeting with that person they find to be difficult, they take a walk outside and just, you know, turn their face up to the sky for about five minutes and take a couple of deep breaths. So really thinking about how to incorporate that. So rather then thinking, oh, I now have to push through this. Instead thinking, what are things I can do to support myself during these hectic times? What are things I can do to support myself during these hectic times? Excellent. And I love that you talked about, you know, identifying the burn events and, and figuring out ways, small ways to, to practice recovery. You know, those are some steps that I think a first time manager can take to recover and prevent burnout from happening. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And so if anyone who's listening um, is experiencing burnout right now, what's the one thing that you want to tell them? Anyone who is experiencing burnout right now, or even if you, you know, if you heard that question, you know, if someone asked, are you experiencing burnout right now? And you at all have to pause and think and wonder about it. You're probably in some kind of stress state that you are probably feeling it at least a little bit in that regard. So what I would say is, is start small, mm -hmm. um, identify one thing that brings you comfort, that brings you joy, that you can incorporate into your life on a daily basis. So Kate, you, we've been talking about burnout on ourselves. And as a first time manager, I also got to think about uh, my team. Mm -hmm. So as a manager, why should I even care about burnout for my team? Oh, Chris, that's, I mean, that's such a good question. And I think that it's one that I, I would say in first time managers, I know that I was very concerned about creating a great team when mm -hmm. I got into that position and setting a great and being a great role model for my team in that regard. Um, admittedly, something that I didn't always do so well in, in that regard. But I think as a manager and why you should care about burnout comes down to the productivity of your people and you want good work to be produced and happy people produce better work and are more engaged with their work and you know burned out folks don't they're you know they're more likely to procrastinate on projects they're more likely to make mistakes because part of the process is it does affect like their ability to to think and problem solve and you know, create those spaces that where they are really productive in that regard. So you want 
to support your team and being their happiest, healthiest selves so that they can do their absolute best work. And you said that, you know, you were managing people and uh, that admittedly that you, you didn't do that, care about the, their burnout. If you can go back and, and do it differently, what would you do? Yeah, that is, that is, that's a powerful question. Mm -hmm. I would do what I do now in terms of my own recovery in that regard. I think that that was, you know, looking back at when I first became in a director role and was managing people and lots of, lots of different projects and those kinds of things. I was so wanting to perform well that I put in way more hours than I needed to. Mm -hmm. And, and I spent a lot of time on things that probably weren't that important for the impact that we were actually trying to make. So I burned myself out really quickly. And in turn, that burned my team out really quickly. And so knowing now what burnout looks like for me, I am very clear in what I need for recovery and very clear in what my work standards are. So those boundaries that I have for myself in regard to when and how I work and those boundaries that I have for other people. But the, the one of the biggest things that I would say that I would go back and redo as, as a new manager is setting clear expectations for my team members when it came to their, not just their productivity, but their, their own needs in regard to what helps them be their best every day, whatever that best is for that day. So what can a manager then do to help their uh, team members discover what it is they need for recovery? So I'll start with first the expectation piece of setting clear expectations for, for folks as a new manager. I think first they need to do some assessment and, and really think about, okay, what, what do I expect from my team members? What do I expect in terms of communication from them in terms of when they need to let me know something or they need to take time away from work or you know that time to reset how do i want that communicated to me and what time frame do i want that communicated to me what are my expectations in in getting projects done how much do i want to be communicated with during you know those pieces and what i've delegated out mm -hmm. And then sitting down with team members and really letting them know, here are my expectations. And I think that that's sometimes a step that we missed. I know I definitely did, you know, as a new manager is that I had expectations, but I didn't share them very clearly with my team members. And then when they failed to uphold my expectations, they only did so because they didn't know. So I had to create that education process to let people know what I expected of them. So I think that's one piece to start with that. And then I think it's really helpful to implement recovery practices as a team. So when you are gathering together as a team, maybe start a meeting with a quick breathing exercise or a quick, you know, recovery moment or reflection in getting to know each other so that the expectation is when we spend time together, we want it to be in, in a healthy space. And then consider things when it comes to just the time for, for people and what they're spending their time on. And if a meeting doesn't really need to happen, cancel it, hmm. you know, connect over email and, or connect on the phone with the one person that you really do need to talk to 
and offer time back for the rest of the folks, I think are some ways that new managers can start to implement kind of a general recovery practice and help their team members figure out what they need for recovery too. Hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a lot there, the idea of setting boundaries for myself and, and holding on to them. So you talked about role modeling and how important that is. Uh, and then also setting the expectations uh, for the team, but also communicating uh, what your expectations are of others and being clear, uh, letting them know. I like this idea of implementing recovery as a team, um, whether that's in meetings or, or, or canceling a meeting, your idea of you know doing a breathing exercise as a team. But here's the thing, if, if I spend time doing those, let's say recovery activities with the team, the work has to get done. Am I just delaying the workload and the pressure at another time? I, I mean, I imagine that some people might think that. Okay. I have found that rest is productive. And sometimes rest is one of the most productive things that we can do for ourselves. No human can do work, I think, for hours and hours at a time. Mm. We generally go into a rest state at some point. It's just that we may not use it very intentionally. And so I would think like, you know, a breathing exercise or even a dance party, because I do love a dance party, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is an intentional use of time to find that restful state. Got it. I love that. Uh, rest is productive. I'm actually going to, uh, I'm going to put that on social media as a post yes. uh, and quote you, Dr. Kate, because <laughs> that was awesome. And so I like that the rest is productive and, you know, doing uh, those are fun ideas as dance parties. And the only reason why I ask that question is because I think some people are, are, that's their thought process. Absolutely. So if I'm a manager, then what can I do to help my team with burnout? Like what's the one thing that you want them to do like right now uh, when they go back to their desk? So I would say as a manager, have them go back to their desk and define what their burn events are. Look at their calendar. So for the next upcoming week, what are things that are going to kind of be high stress moments for them? And then consider, okay, how do I think about going into that event a little bit differently? So is there a way that I can prepare for it? Is there, you know, do I need to get more sleep the night before or make sure I have enough water that day, those kinds of things. And then what are things that I can have as planned recovery once that event occurs? Dr. Kate, we talked a, a lot today about burnout as, as a first-time manager myself and, and dealing with burnout as well as burnout and, and my team. What are some key takeaways that you'd like my audience to walk away with today? Yeah, so the key things and a piece that I, you know, always I feel strongly about when I speak with folks is that we cannot avoid burnout. But we also don't have to stay stuck in that place of, you know, waiting for the next day to come for things to get better. So there are ways that you can implement consistent recovery and face burnout in a very resilient, responsive way. Excellent. So that way, uh, like you're talking about yourself, that you don't become the person that other people can't recognize, that you don't become the angry, snappy, sad uh, version of yes, you so you don't become the worst version of yourself. Awesome, great. Uh, well, well, thank you, uh, Dr. Kate. I really enjoyed uh, today's conversation. Thank you so much for for taking the time today. Um, where can they find more information about you? 
Yeah, I would love to have everyone follow me on social media at Dr. Kate Steiner. And I am pretty active on Instagram as well as LinkedIn. You can also check out my website at liftwellnessconsulting.com. Cool. And um, if they go there, you you have a, a quiz. The it, You call it Feeling Crispy? I call it the Feeling Crispy quiz. Yeah. So Feeling Crispy is really how I define my own burnout. And it is really kind of the aspect of you're not completely done, but you're still, you're a little overcooked. <laughs> Got it. I love it. I, I, I love that. Um, just that visual uh, of what burnout is, right? So th thank you. Uh, also as well, uh, you coach one-on-one -on -one and you have a group course coming up. I do. So I have a group course that is available for folks. It will launch in April. It's called Reclaim. And it is a six week course and you have a couple different options to participate. You can do self-guided participation, but you can also enter in as the group cohort, which means that you also get weekly group coaching with me. Awesome. Uh, so for more information about that, uh, please check out her website. It is lift L I F T like tango wellness consulting, all one word.com. Uh, Dr. Kate, I want to thank you for today. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest on my show. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of You Can Manage That. I'm Chris Asper. For more information about my guest, Dr. Kate Steiner, check out her website, liftwellnessconsulting.com. You can also listen to her podcast from Burnout to Recovery Show with Dr. Kate on your favorite podcast player. Today's episode is produced by Lead Podcasting. Special thanks to Michael Allen, who helped to record, produce, and edit today's episode. For more information about me, go to chrisasper.com. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player so you can manage that. Bye for now.